anomaly. We are back, man. It's been a little yes, great. Sir. College basketball interrupted us a little bit, but uh, episode four anomaly, man, we with it. Yes, sir. I'm excited, man. Uh, you know, it's playoff time. It's money time. This this is what we about to get. Our role players about to get their bread. Our superstars about to be superstars, and we gonna see who who struggle when a little bit more attention is on them. Yeah, this is where you make a name for yourself. You know, regular season is cool, 80, all that 82 game stuff, but this is playoffs are here. This is what you what you get hired for, what you get signed for. This is everything. So I'm, I'm pumped, man. And it's gonna be a, a great, great playoff. I think it's, this is that one year where it's not just like two teams that can win it. It's probably about five or six teams that can win it. So I'm pretty excited to to kind of see how that unfolds. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, that's the biggest one of the biggest things is that that health. We are gonna see who who's still standing. So it's I think this this entire year has been like phenomenal. Like as far as we debate on MVPs, we debate on Rookie of the Year. We it's nothing clear cut. Yeah, we we don't know who gonna win, I, and I love that. That's what the game is about. Yeah, yeah, and you you're right. Being healthy going is gonna come up very important in the playoffs, especially late. Uh, with the best ability is availability for sure. Um, we saw the, uh, you know, the Warriors had their big injuries and cost them a title. So you got to stay yes, healthy. Got to stay healthy, man. Well, what a season. We had a good season, man. Uh, any surprises? I was uh, – I don't want to touch on the on the teams that ain't here for too long because they don't really deserve mm-hmm. to be talked about, you know? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I I definitely get that. Bigger surprises. I want – I'm going to talk about the biggest surprise, and that's Memphis to me. Like, yes. I knew they was good. They got in the playoffs last year, but the the role that they went on winning fifty games, uh, number two in the West, that's that's the biggest surprise to me. Especially with your star player, you know, job missed over fifteen games this season. Maybe he missed, twenty. I think twenty four games. Oh, I want to say twenty four, twenty five games he missed this season, and they are the second best team in the West. So yes, very great season uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. Love to see that. Um, man, biggest surprises for me. I'll go the opposite way. Of course, the, the the Lakers and the Knicks. Lakers and the Knicks, I feel like, are two teams that uh didn't didn't hit expectations this season. Um, th- those are two teams that I kind of wanted to see more out of, you know, to to, to be nice about it. <laughs> but That's I saying it as being light, right? Yeah. Now. What I said about the Lakers, you know, I mean, I got one comment for those guys. You know, what I mean, it's twenty teams make the NBA play-ins and or playoffs out of thirty. Twenty out of thirty. Y'all got three players from the top 75 list on this team, and you guys didn't even make in the top 20. They got five players on the top 75 list. True. Five. You're right. Yeah. And y'all didn't even make the top 20. So, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, extremely, like, disappointing. One one of the it, most disappointing Lakers seasons, I would say, honestly, since the year 2000. Like, the last 22 two years, this is probably the one of the most disappointing years because – during, even during Kobe's bad years, we knew the Lakers were going to be bad. You know, it was Kobe, Sasha, right. uh, Sasha Chick, Chris Mim, Smush Parker. We expected it, you know. We understood what we was going through. Shoot, even LeBron's first year with the Lakers, we under, people understood. You know, it might be oh, a little yeah. difficult. But, man, you, like you said, five players out of the top 75 list, and um, you are two games better than the Detroit Pistons. And they tried to lose. They tried to lose every night. Listen, man, I don't, I don't like once I like you said we're not gonna stay too long with the Lakers because they they haven't earned that. Yeah. But but I I don't like the the whole thing I don't like is the 
pointing fingers with them. Everybody takes the blame in that. It's, I don't want to hear the Russ. I don't want to hear the Frank Vogel. I don't want to hear the scapegoat. It's everybody's right there. That's that's a that's a team, that's a team effort. 80, <laughs> you know, 82 games to figure it out. You brought in all types of dudes. Uh, I don't know how many starting lineups they had differently, and it just so didn't many. work out. So yeah, no, that, that's a team effort. You can't buy a championship. You can't. You can't high profile a championship. Nah. You, you got to earn that one. Got to earn that one, man. Uh, moving on, I, I love what I saw from the Chicago Bulls this year. Um, Eastern Conference team had a very good summer. Came in with a little bit of expectations. Obviously, a way better first half of the season than the second half. But Chicago Bulls, I liked a lot this year. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, what a surprise. I, I'm i not going to lie to you. I had no clue the Cavaliers would be in the play-in game. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it's, the, the Bulls are kind of funny because, like, I think they're just fun. They, I don't think yeah. they're like they're ready yet. I, they missed a lot of time, and like we had like Demar in the MVP conversation. They they missed a lot of time with injuries, and he was carrying them for so long. Mm-hmm. And he, the Cavs is like they they kind of got a little bit of addition by subtraction, losing Colin Sexton. I think we forget that. Yep. And they just did something completely different towards the game. Like you got two, three, seven foot dudes out there <laughs> in basketball. Like that's. That's that's unheard of. And it works. Especially yeah, in a small works. ball league. You guys got three footers out there. Yeah, that's why I I love it. Cause I don't like okay. I'm tired of seeing everybody trying to do the same thing. Like work with your personnel, work with what you got. And yep. that's what they did. They look good. Uh they dropped some stuff because of uh, Jerry Allen's injury, who was my pick for defensive player of the year before he got he before went Before he down, got hurt. Before he went down, but they they uh they got some some studs over there, to say the least. Well, yeah, speaking of Defensive Player of the Year, let's go ahead and hand out some awards, man. It's been a pretty good season. So, yeah, let's go ahead and hand out these awards. All right. We're going to start with Defensive Player of the Year, the Depoy. Let's, let's go ahead and start with that. Man, like I said, it's no clear-cut Depoy, for real. It's no, no. clear-cut one. Uh, my pick was Jerry Allen before he went down. A lot of guys went down with injuries, and I think they had a strong case for it. Um, But if I got a pick right now, I'm saying Mikael Bridges. Um, yes. I don't think he's like a lockdown guy. Like he's gonna, I don't think he's gonna like you're gonna put him on your best player the whole game. But I think he's a like a really good team defender. Yeah, like he's gonna rotate. He's gonna get in the passing lanes. He's gonna get you some stops for sure. He got those long that long wingspan. He's gonna break up some some dribble handoffs. That's my defensive player of the year. The best. And he leading one of the best defensive teams in the league. Yeah, I was. Um, my pick was probably going to be either Jarrett Allen as well. I think Jarrett was having a fantastic year defensively. And um, I, I'm not a big believer of the Rudy Gobert hype. They're trying to push it again on me. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I just, I've just seen you get dunked on way too many times. And for me, I don't see offensive players fear him. So that can't yeah. just be the defensive player of the year for me. Um, I'm going to stay with the guards. I'm going to go with Marcus Smart. I think Marcus Smart with Boston Celtics had a fantastic year, especially the second half of the season. I think he's been a essential part to the run that they went on in the second half of the year, um, kind of taking the backseat offensively and just helping them guys out, checking the best player in the perimeter defensively. Um, I'm going to go with Marcus Smart. I like I like the pick of Marcus Smart. Um, and I think he's he going a little bit underappreciated because I think we, we talked about the Celtics earlier, like, yo, they need a guard, they need a point guard. And like they got shooter up out of there, and he kind of just took the responsibilities. He was like, yeah. I, "I can, I can handle like distributing the ball." So we seen his his playmaking go up. 
either defensive leader, and he just like kind of just took that role over. And was like, let's get to it. And yeah, we was like, you need a guard, and they had one right there. He just he he stepped up, you know, he stepped up big. Yeah, so I all praise. I can't even. I can't argue with defensive. I like Mikael. I got though. no disputes. I got no. I think Mikael. I think you're gonna be right though. I think Mikael gonna win it. Mikael's had a fantastic season. I uh, yeah, and he played all 82 games this year, which yeah. is a really big thing. Not only all 82, this guy's never missed a game in NBA or college. At Villanova, he played 116 out of 116, and he's never missed an NBA game. Yeah, that's. I know people don't like. I don't think people. That's really know you know how crazy that is, that is that's dude. Really, like my man ain't even turned the ankle. Like he, he ain't missing. He ain't had food poisoning, <laughs> diarrhea. You know, he playing through everything. He hasn't missed a game since like high school. They say that's insane. Yeah, it is crazy, and I think that's just a testament to. They got to give out an award for that. That's how we treating this. Yeah, for sure. Take it, care of your body. It, it's an award, and I bet you it's in that signing bonus he got. <laughs> I, I guarantee that he got to get say, agent. He, he doing that on purpose. He know what he doing. <laughs> he, he getting paid. Uh, let's move on to uh, rookie of the year. Who we got for rookie of the year? Probably gonna be a landslide here. We staying local. I got K Cunningham. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a question. Yeah. I don't understand how is anybody considering anybody else when this dude is literally top five in every category, like. Yeah, there, nah. He, he's he's second in assist and he's also leading in points. So whoever you're talking about is the best scorer. He's it's him. He's putting the ball in all. And then like people are saying like he's the uh he started off slow. Well, if you look at his numbers for the entire year, they're still better than your favorite rookies. So yep. I don't understand like any argument against them. I know I'm I'm gonna I know those are great rookies out there. Scotty Barnes is great, Evan Mobley's great, but they're not the best player on their team. They have other all-stars to lean on. Cade is out there by himself. Team success has never been a part of rookie of the year. That's not a thing. Don't start it now. Don't, yeah, don't just make <laughs> it up now. Cade is the rookie of the year. I, I don't care. Cade is the rookie of the year. Yes, sir. I couldn't agree more. I mean, 17 points a game, you know, shooting uh 32% from downtown, 85% from the free throw line. And like you said, he's the guy on the team. It's not like... I think the only person in my head that would even be questionable to compete with it would be Jay Green down in Houston. Because, again, that's the guy every night that they're trying to stop. Like you said, Evan Mobley, they're not going out there trying to stop Evan Mobley right away every night. You know, he got DG and everything like that. Toronto's got a bunch of players around uh, Scotty Barnes, so Scotty Barnes can fit right in. Kate Cunningham is the real deal. He's the one, and uh, he deserves work of the year. No question. 17, 5 and 5, your first year is like, that's not normal. We can't, like, we can't just normalize that. Like, that's yeah. not, that's not regular. No, nah, he, he had, he had, he had that season, and I, I really hope they give it a award. And Detroit needed. That would be so good for the, the city of Detroit, like, to bring home an award. It's been a little, been a little bit. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> it's been some time. <laughs> but that's a hit, and that's a, that's a stud over there wearing number two. He's the one. For real. He's going to be an all-star to come, too. Right. Yeah, 100%. He will be. Um, Coach of the year. Who did the this best got, job? This got me torn right here. I think this one might be the hardest ones. I I, I can't ignore Monty Williams and, and that Phoenix Suns team. Like, I know he got it. I know he got it. They, they the best record. He did it without books some games. He did it without CP some games. He did it without Aiden some games. He did it without all of them some games. They yes. got it done. So that's a well-coached team. But 
I know we're picking. I got Monty Williams, but I'm just throwing love to Taylor Jenkins in Memphis, who got his team winning without John Morant. That's exactly right. Tyron Lou. And Tyron Lou, who got the Clippers in the in the play in tournament, like without PG, no Kawhi. Norman Powell came in, like, <laughs> in some games. Like, dog, he re- I don't know how he got them there, but like, man, he really did the thing. He, they got- he needs love. They got to start putting some respect on Tyler's name, for real. When, when you start talking about best coaches in basketball, you really got to start talking about that guy in L.A., for real. Like like you said, they people thought the Clippers were probably going to, like, tank this season. You got no yeah. you got no Paul George, and Reggie Jackson has averaged, like, 12 points a game his last two to three seasons. And somehow you got these guys ready to run through a brick wall for you. Reggie Jackson's averaging 17 and a half a game. Zubak is looking like a, some great big man for the Clippers. You know, PG comes back healthy. Like you said, the way he integrated Norman Powell, Robert Covington, Nicholas Batum had a fantastic season. I mean, yeah, Toronto Lewis definitely I want to be my pick. But like you said, damn, Monty Williams is really, really doing his thing again over there without Chris Paul. And Jenkins got the Grizzlies in the in, in second place. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough award this year. I, I'm gonna go with Ty Lue. I'm gonna go with T. Lou, man. I, I heard him say on this podcast, he was just like, "We got we got a group of guys that nobody wanted," and that's really how I feel. When I look at that roster. So many teams didn't want those guys, and they came to L.A. and he got them boys playing. Yeah, that's for sure, man. I can't. I wanna. I gotta get a lot of those guys. Like right now, I, I know the purpose. Sometimes the purpose is to debate, but like I can't argue with any of these points right now because they doing a, a Crazy job. They doing they all they doing a crazy job. Most improved player. This is gonna be a good one. DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray is my, my pick. That's a great pick. I didn't DeJounte even think Murray. about DeJounte. That's an amazing pick. Dude, I know he, he struggled right after his uh he had an ACL injury last year or two years ago and came back and then now he's damn near averaging a triple double, first time all star. That's the biggest improvement. That's that's my my most improved. I know I hear the I hear the John Morant. Yeah. Not that's not him, right? No, that's not him. It's most improved. If if we're talking talking next up the next yeah. man up award, that's John. But this most improved is Dejounte Murray, nineteen eight and eight with two steals. Like it's him. Yeah, I mean. The second pick of the draft for me, you just can't be the most improved player for me. Like. Mm. You were drafted the second pick. We knew you were good. That's why we got you in there. You know, like you'd have to have, he'd have to have like an insane season. Like, I mean, jump like 10 points per game for me to be like, dang. You know, I, I would need 30 and like 12 and something stupid for me to be like, he really had a great improvement, you know, with the other guys like you mentioned. Dejounte Murray's a good one. That never even crossed my mind. I like that. I'm rolling with Jordan Poole, though. Uh, I spoke about Jay Poole going into this season. I, I knew he'd have a fantastic year. Um, the G League hero story, but he's really been like that, you know, since Michigan. You know, the guy shot that shot, the game winner in Michigan, like no problem. You know, he's a he a big time shooter, and I don't know if we've seen a player like approve so much in the season, yeah. But the confidence has improved like times two hundred. Like this guy thinks he has the Steph Curry, Clay Thompson green light, and it's it's impressive to watch. It's just like man, he shot nineteen three pointers one game this year. Like his his confidence in his shot right now is like with those guys and like it shouldn't be, but damn, 
<laughs> hey, you let him tell you. It should be. It, I, I disagree. It should be. It should Thanks. be. You got a coach who believe in you. You got dudes like Draymond and Steph. You know they in his ear telling him, like, oh, yeah, this is my pick. You hear Draymond say, that's my most improved. That's my guy. Yep. So you got when you got your teammates, you got your coaches believing in you, the sky's the limit for you. And, you know, like, he playing well, too. But I'm sticking with my DeJounte Murray pick like right that. there. Jordan that's Poole good. is doing his thing. DeJounte's a real good one. I, I, I don't know why. I never even crossed my mind. I like that pick a lot. Dang. All right. Yeah. We got uh, next we have to do MVP. The biggest award of them all. Should be a, should be a landslide. I'll yeah. tell you that. I, I got Embiid. Yeah. I got the big fella in, in, in Philly. Dog is giving you 30. He giving you 40, 20 games. He keeping this team afloat without Ben Simmons, who didn't play this whole year. Then you get James Harden late. And James seemed to be a little bit out of shape. But, like, you get James Harden late, and you still, like, producing. I know people got different, like, arguments with, like, oh, he gets fouled. Like, you can't check him, so you got to follow yeah. him. Like, he's just putting up crazy. He's doing crazy things. He's shooting threes, shooting mid-range jumpers. He's banging with your bigs. He's playing he playing good defense. I don't see an argument against him. Like I don't. Nah. I I get I get like everybody. It's a bunch of dudes having great years, but like he's been doing this the whole year. I don't see how you can not give it to him. He's been the most unstoppable player in basketball. I would say on a night in night out basis. You know, but, every every night you can expect Joel to have a game, and like you say, he did without uh, entire Ben Simmons. You know, like. It wasn't like they got something for Ben Simmons early in the year. Like, there was literally just a void of a, a roster spot of one of your best players on your team, and he still found a way to keep those guys motivated. And that's off-the-court stuff I'm sure he had to do to keep those guys wanting to play like that. Not even to mention the 30-plus points a game he's giving you, 12 rebounds, you know, 85% from the line and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it should be a landslide, unanimous decision. There's just no one who had a better season than Joel Embiid. And that's what I think they need to focus with the MVP award is. It's like, who just had the best year? Like, people want to still talk about the LeBron. Like, all right, we get it. We know how important LeBron is to the Lakers. But they sucked. So, like, you know, like, you're not going to convince me that an MVP could be on a team that didn't even make the play-ins, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, man. I know the biggest one right now is Jokic. And, you know, he's a, a stat. Great year. Yeah, he's, he's having a great year, but it's also something to be said. Like, is Jokic a two-time MVP? Like, he's an MVP. Is he a two-time MVP? Like, we got Kobe Bean who don't got two times two MVPs. KD who don't got two MVPs. Like, it's it's. I think it takes a lot to get two yeah. MVPs. Like, it's, it should. It, and it's yeah, it should. And he like, I know he got all the metric stats, the the weird PERs, the, yeah. all those things. But like, I think it's MVP. Like, when you just think about like. Who just dominated the league? And Pretty sure Embiid dominated him too. Yeah, yeah. Well, they lost that game, and B definitely won that one-on-one -on -one battle, though. Yeah. But um, I, I think the media got a lot of control over that too. It's some nights I see Jokic, you know, rightfully so. He giving his shine. He getting thirty points, twelve and eight. But in the same breath, and B giving you thirty-five, twelve and four, and, and the win. Like, is they they doing crazy things? But yeah. I, I, I just think Embiid got the head, especially defensively too. Like that's that's my my stud. I, I love it. I love it. And then we're gonna bring in a new award. I got, I I got the next the next up award. Next up award. And I'll put it. 
that I'm gonna say I'm gonna just basically like define at the next level where it's like what people think like John Morant should get in like a most improved. Well, next up is like, all right, who gonna make that next jump to be like, oh, okay, that's that's him. He him that that stud that all star that next week. Okay, watch out for dog or he's here. Yeah, and mine is Anthony Edwards in, in Minnesota. That's my next up. He's man. here. Yeah, he's dog, here. I think I think next year. I think we. I think this year we seen like, oh yeah, we got the highlights. He's shooting a lot of threes now too, and I think we're gonna see more consistency out of him. We're gonna see him get better, and we're gonna be like, okay, now he's a, he's an all star. He's gonna oh yeah be consistent and, and and put Minnesota in that conversation. So that's next up right there for me. I Not like most that. Improved next up. I like that. And could average twenty six a game next year, twenty eight a game. Like he yeah. could be that. He's that type of score, for sure. High volume. He gets hot. It's it's scary. It's it's scary. As you seen last night. Oh my! He he was boiling in the first quarter. Quick. Don't take long. Yeah, I like that. Anthony Davis. Anthony Edwards is a real good one. When I saw him at Georgia, I, I told I, I like a little scouting report was like I'm not sure about like how active he is defensively, but I was like this is the most natural score I have seen in a long time. Like the guy the guy just scores with ease. It's, it's not any issue. He loves to just score. <laughs> he yeah. just score. Oh, that's what he do. I like that. I'm going to go with um, Darius Garland. I-, I think Darius Garland could legitimately be an issue for the Cavaliers or Kyle Sexton may have to go. Like, I think Darius Garland could be that good of a point guard. Um, I-, I can see him averaging double-double next season. Um, he He's a real deal. He competed last night, you know, in, in a heck of a game with Kyrie and them and his confidence level as well is uh is pretty sky high. I'm gonna go with Darius Garland as the next up, and uh, I'm gonna mention my man Sadiq Bay in Detroit. Yeah, that's a that's a, a tough one. Darius Garland is looks like hell to guard. Like I, <laughs> he just looks like awful, man. Like I would I, I would really like do I really want to play this game tonight? Like dude really really got skates on. Like that's that's sick as hell. Uh, Sadiq, you already know. Shout out to them Pistons, bro. And that's a knockdown shooter. He, I think he just continued getting better. I don't think people really like, like see how like good he is. And I think like it's so weird to see him at like fifty. He's hitting like everything tough. He's falling off the off the three point line. He posting up. He got a nice little post fadeaway. He putting the ball on the floor a little bit more. So I think yeah. him and Kay together, we got something special over here in Detroit. Yeah, um, and like week eight, like week eight, nine of the season, I was just like, man, Sadiq gonna be a pure spot up shooter, you know. Ever since I made that comment, he been getting to the basket, finishing, scoring forty, oh, scoring thirties. Man, my friend sends me a message every time Sadiq go off and be like, keep talking about him, Myron. Go ahead, say something else negative. Sadiq heard you for sure. He didn't put in lights out games ever since I said that comment. So, you know, big shout out to Sadiq Bay. He going crazy. That's for sure. Man, so like NBA playoffs, we are here, man. Let's go ahead and knock into this bracket a little bit. Um, let's go ahead and start off in the Eastern Conference, man. We, we got the uh, Miami playing uh, you know, the loser of the Eastern Conference play-in games. Kind of suspect it might be the Hawks, but it could very, very, very well be Charlotte. But I don't think either of them have a chance to beat Miami. Nah, I think. I think once you get you got Trey Young and he gonna give you a chance. He might win you a game if if it is the Hawks. But I got the Hawks winning tonight. Um, I don't. I think Miami is like they're ready for the playoffs. That's a vet team. That's a veteran team. And then like I think Tyler Hero makes them like really 
competitive just because you got that dude coming off the bench who's just going to just do what I'm naturally, like, born to do, and that's score the basketball. Uh, so, like, defensively, they holding it down. You got dudes who can take over the game and, and Jimmy Butler, and not just scoring takeover, but, like, Everything. really control the, the, the tempo of the game. And the biggest thing is I think they kind of built for the playoffs when you got those dogs who, who can fight for seven games. Yep. You got dudes who can hit the mid-range jumper, and you got a defensive-minded team. Those are That's some of my the recipes for, for playoff success to me. Yeah, I like Miami in five um, versus whoever comes out of this uh, the, the play-in game. I always feel it's so disrespectful to say just I'm going to call a sweep. Like, man, I you know, I, I just feel rude when I say that because I'm, I'm like, you got some pros on your team too. You can get one, you know. So I, I'm going to get Trey Young one. I'm going to get LaMelo one. But, yeah, like you said, Miami's built for this. Um, I, I think they're going to go ahead and make it quick and easy. But the Eastern game, two versus seven, man, this is the one that everybody got circled, highlighted, bolded. You got Brooklyn, you got Boston, man. This the one. I got the I got the Nets. I got the Nets. That's I know Boston playing good defense, but the Nets got two of the best fourth quarter players in the game. They scoring on all three levels. They just gonna give you hell and and I really like it's gonna be like weird to say, but I don't really like Bruce Brown because like he does whatever Man, what? tells him to do. <laughs> like this dude is six foot playing a four, he playing a three, he he putting in a dunker spot. Like he he just doing it, he just doing whatever you need him to do. But I I got the Nets. Like you you can't stop one of those dudes. You can't stop either of those dudes any given night. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go with the Nets as well. I got Nets in a long series though. I think it might go six or seven, but. The, what's getting by the Nets is the defense is just so bad. Like, so bad. So bad. <laughs> so bad. Like, they don't, I don't know if they're even trying defensively sometimes. And against Boston with JT, JT and Brown, that's not, those aren't two guys you just don't want to check. Um, yeah. So I, I see it being some shootout games in this series. But yeah, I, I don't think KD and Kyrie going to go home in a first round loss. So yeah, I, I got Brooklyn pulling off the upset. But is that I got a question for you? If that's uh, is that a failure for the Celtics? You call that a failure for the Celtics if they lose in the first round? I say Nets. 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 If losing the first round is very bad, yeah, though you're definitely in the discussion of failure of a season. You know, you're able to move James Harden to get Ben Simmons, so that kind of like I was talking about prolonged that window they got. But uh, yeah, no, definitely Nets losing the first round is definitely uh, nervous. 100%. Hundred percent, but for Boston, I feel like they should have been in this year anyway, in like a like a reload mode. I feel, um, I thought like they kind of got they kind of got pretty lucky with Thice coming back and it like working perfectly, exactly what they needed, able to get rid of Shorter. Like they really honestly just went back to the team that they had last year. Yeah. After everything they added this year, they were like, all right, none of that worked. Let's just go back to what we know and, and try next try next off season. So I feel like Boston being a two C is already above expectations. Uh, I can't. I don't know if I can. I think this is like right above. I, I ain't gonna call it a failure either one. If we go like seven, they gotta you gotta compete. That's my only. Um, that's my biggest thing is you gotta compete because sometimes first year coach. Proof. That's why I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. First year coach. That is true. That is they got a first year coach. So it's just but like uh, if you compete, that's my biggest thing. You gotta be competitive. Uh, yeah, that's true. And that's it. Yeah, first year coach, first year GM, and Brad Stevens now. So yeah, I'm giving Boston kind of a year to you know figure this thing out. 
That's why Brad made some questionable moves early in the season, and he was like, man, they go ahead and get Tice back. <laughs> um, Milwaukee and Chicago, this one this one could be quick. This one could be quick. I got Milwaukee in six. Yeah, I got Milwaukee in five. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think Chicago just has not like had enough games like fully healthy. They're still not going to be fully healthy. They don't really got a defensive identity. They don't got an answer for – Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. for his dude to be 30-12 and 5 and defending like a, a a maniac for real. Like, Yeah. He'll probably be on DeMar matched up a little bit. Yeah, I, I can see this series going pretty pretty Milwaukee favorite heavy. Um, Philly and Toronto, I think that quietly can be a pretty good series. Toronto's got some, some big players, you know, some big-time shot makers that are ready for the moment, a playoff-type built team. You know, Fred yeah. Van Fleet, Pascal, and uh, Scotty Barnes is nice. Um, but, again, health for them. I- I'm not sure if they played healthy enough all season. I I think Toronto will compete, and that's the biggest thing. With Nick Nurse is going to compete. He's going to put something together. I don't think we're going to see – we're going to see – we're going we to see Joel as, like, efficient as he was this year. He's going to have some trouble initially. But I got Philly in, like, six. Um, exactly. I think six. with Toronto is they play a lot of they they play some ISO ball and sometimes it gets them in trouble like late in the fourth quarters, um, and then like uh, sometimes they're not that great defensively. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes they got some high scoring, so they're they're up and down there. But like I know Nick Nurse is gonna come with a game plan during the playoffs. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think Philly matches up very well with uh with, with, with Toronto, especially with Tobias being at the four. He'll be matched up with Scotty Barnes, and kind of like that matchup, Tyrese and Van Fleet. I'm I'm liking that matchup as well, and uh, they could have an issue with James Harden. You know, if, if Joel has a tough a tough series, you could see a James Harden coming out party because I really don't see them having an answer for him unless they're moving Scotty down there, which means Tobias is gonna have some fun. Yeah, that's for sure. So it's uh, gonna be it's, Toronto has some questions to answer, I think, defensively, like you said. Yeah, what well, we're gonna see what Nick Nurse do. That's a, a champion, champion. That is a champion. I, I gotta give him a chance. He is a champion. That's why. That's why I gave him two games because he a champion. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Western Conference, man. Phoenix get the AC. They'll get the the loser of the night. Is the winner of the night? I think it's gonna be the Clippers. Um, you saying go and get the brooms yeah. out? They, they go ahead and go ahead, go ahead and book that trip, huh? They can go yeah. ahead. Wife can go yeah. ahead and start planning for what you want to do in the end of April. Compete. We'll be home yeah. by end of April. Yeah, they're ready to compete. They they ready to get this out the way. They want to see they want to see the, the Bucks again. Let's go ahead and keep going. Yeah. Yeah, and again, the Clippers ain't even supposed to be here if they are the team that make it out the West. If Minnesota make if um Clippers playing uh Spurs tonight. Well, the Spurs would be the other option. I feel. I think the Spurs are gonna win tonight. I ain't giving. I ain't giving. I got up. New Orleans. You got New Orleans. I got New Orleans. Oh, man, any of them ain't gonna win a game against uh, the Phoenix Suns, like you said. Yeah, I got. I got Phoenix. New Orleans, Clippers. None of them gonna win no games against the Suns. Yeah. So yeah, that's gonna be a quick one. I agree. Uh, the Phoenix is just too much, man. All season they have been. This is gonna be a fun series though. Memphis and Minnesota. Oh uh, no, it's not. I no, fun is in like highlight plays. Yeah, no, oh no, yeah, for no. sure. Yeah, that, that's that's see, about it. Go see some good dunks from the both teams. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, but no, it's, it could be a sweep. 
I got, yeah, I think Memphis is playing too good of basketball all around. And, like, when you add, like, Ja on top of that, it's just chef's kiss. Like, they moving the ball. They got the pick and roll crazy. Now you got a star who can just go get us a bucket. Hungry yeah, Ja, awesome. too. Like a hungry Ja. He got a big chip on his shoulder this year. He playing really kind of like he's been disrespected for some reason. I like it. People are talking about Pat Beverly going to lock him up already. I know he's seen the post. Um, yeah, I, I got a feeling that this could get – it could get ugly, like you said, but it's going to be fun. Lots of ESPN top ten plays. And um, I just want to see Carl Anthony Towns step up. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I just – if they do get beat down, I need to see Carl Anthony Towns say that I'm this is my team. Because, right. man, I feel like this is the fourth time, third time that someone has come to your team while you've been there and have become the guy on your team. I think it's Jimmy just, I, D'Lo and Anthony Edwards all have yeah. become all have been the man on your team. I, I think it's just his motor is not like all the way always there. I think sometimes when you see it when he has sixty point games, like he's so talented. Like, that's why. Yeah, but we I think we've talked about this. I don't know if we talked about this on air, but like his I don't I just want to see his motor a little bit like more rampant, and that's how they're gonna be able to compete. Because like especially as a big, if you're a big and you're like supposed to be the best player on your team. I think you need to be the best defensive player on your team, too. Set the to tone. Successful. Set the tone. So, like, he got to have that motor. He got to stay out of fall trouble, and he got to be able to defend for them to be successful. 100%. You're exactly right. You look at the bigs around the league, Joel Embiid, Bam Adebayo in the Eastern Conference. These are big men that are setting the tone, though, like you said, for the team. You know, when a, a big block shot, all that type of stuff, they get the whole team going. Right now, the, the Timberwolves offense and excitement comes from great plays from Anthony Edwards or Pat Beverly getting a steal, not from Carl Anthony Towns doing anything. You know, so that's that's gonna be tough. Golden State, shorthanded Denver Nuggets, man. I, I wish Denver was healthy because I think this would be a fantastic series. But it, it's looking like no Michael, uh, no MJP, MPJ for this uh, series. No Jamal Murray for the year. It's still sounding like. I don't know if Denver's got enough to beat Golden State if Steph Curry comes back. Uh, I, I'm kind of like torn. I think Denver's going to compete, but dude, I think Golden State is just they still they still like and they in championship mode. Uh, Yogi's going Yogi's going to get a couple. I think he don't get a game or at least like, at least two games. He going. It could be nasty. Yeah, like, he's letting this team operate by itself. The way he plays as like a point center, able to like just get everybody involved. I, like you said, I don't think they got like enough, enough just heat for them. Uh, yeah, for if they was healthy, I think it could be you no know, Jamal Murray with Michael Porter. I think it could be a lot closer uh, if they were playing. But with both of them out, it's just gonna be real tough. But I'm interested I, to see yeah. what Steve Kerr gonna do with Joker and how he de- how he think he gonna defend that. You know? Yeah, it's gonna be tough, especially like Golden State's a small team. Like they, yeah, there's no seven footers there. There's no not too many big bodies there. So. They don't, they don't got no Bogut. They don't got no JaVale McGee. I'd feel more comfortable if they had just a big body. And Joker not soft. You know, that's the issue. Yeah. You know, you think that they could do what they what, uh, what happened last night with Carl Anthony Towns. You know, put Draymond with heavy ball pressure on Joker. But, again, Joker's not soft. You know, he, he, went, he went after the Morris brothers. You know, <laughs> like he went after two guys that no one in the league messes with. He ain't soft. So, like, he not going to be punked by Draymond. He going to. Take that mouse to the house. You know, he's not going to airball from the free throw line. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, I, Carl. I'm going to leave you alone, Carl. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm hey, and my thing with Jokic is, like, also, like, even if you do try to, like, press up on him and stop him, he's 
a hell of a passer. So he's getting everybody else involved. So like that's a team effort. It's not a one on one effort. It's a team effort to stop him. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what Golden State got up their sleeve. And, you know, Steve Kerr, another champ, got another his hands full for this series. Um, Dallas and Utah, man, this is I'm I'm stuck. Uh, it is a toss up series for me. It really is. I, I don't know. I think the Mavs can win if Luka is just like, I'm the best player on the court every night. But I think Utah is a better team. Oh, no. I, I think I think if, if Luka is playing, I know he's out with the cap training. He's Luka's out, yeah. playing, I think it's him. I, it, I think it's him. Because that drop coverage gets, like, Utah, like, torched. Like, uh, I think Jalen Brunson can eat up the drop coverage with a mid-range jumper. I think he's a nice, steady guard. I think Spencer Dinwiddie can give, eat up the, the drop coverage. And then Luca's gonna if he's playing, he's just gonna torch them the whole time, I think. So I, I got them. And then I don't think Utah's been like they haven't been good as they haven't been as good this year as they've been no. in previous years. Yeah, I, I, I got Dallas. How many you think it's gonna go? I think it would go six. Yeah. Yeah, no, they they also, you know, got some injuries this year in Utah. You know, that they're without some players too. Dallas isn't the best defensive team and Donovan Mitchell has had like a tendency to just act an ass in the playoffs. That's you no know, like he he didn't do some crazy stuff in the playoffs, man. And um, this year, like you said, Utah kind of took a, a step backwards from their previous years. So I'm interested to see what kind of chip he comes on with his shoulder and with Luca being questionable. This is a really good defensive team, you know, as they say. They I, say I, they, they say I that's say what I, I have Dallas. I got Dallas. I don't, I'm Dallas not the six. biggest go bear like defensive player of the year type of guy, but uh, yeah, I I got Dallas eating that up. And I think like I think Luke is the primary ball handler, and everybody plays through him. But I think that's like you know that's how they operate. That makes Luca look good. But I don't think it always gives us a chance to see how good everybody else around them is. And yeah. I think those guys are actually decent basketball players. And adding and adding uh Beatrice has been uh the, one of the greatest offseason moves during midseason trade acquisitions that's been super low key. That guy's a marksman from uh from Washington. He I, mean, I he hasn't hit rim in like weeks. I mean, the guy's yes. just hit guy's just making all net shots. He he's a, a plus for sure to add him with Kleber. I, I like that little trick they got going there too. Yeah, I that's I got I'm rolling with Dallas. No questions. No questions. No questions. All righty. Well, give me before we end the show, give me five teams that are actual NBA championship contenders. There's 20 teams we got right now, 19. Now some people that went home. Give me five teams that could actually win the title. I got Phoenix. I got Milwaukee. I got Memphis. I have Miami. And my last one, I'm going to roll with, I got to go with uh, the Warriors. Got to get champion. You got to get, yeah. get a champion's a chance, just, right? Just because just they've been there before. I got to go with the Warriors. I got Miami. Uh-huh. Brooklyn. Philly. Phoenix. Okay. And... And Golden State. Oh, I, we ain't got we ain't got Memphis there. No, nah, I don't think Memphis has like an actual chance of win, like winning the championship. Whoa, that's crazy. That's I think crazy. like they had a, had a great season. I think they gonna have a good playoff runs too. 
But yeah, I, I don't see the Memphis Grizzlies actually winning the NBA chip, NBA championship this year. Nah, I don't see it. No, no way. Like I, 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 I see, I see Joel and B taking over, having a Shaq playoff, win the title before that happening. You know, I see KD and Kyrie having some insane duo, winning the title. I can see Steph turning back the hands of time, winning the title, and obviously the you know, the Bucks and the Suns are the two favorites. You know, to get back to it, I expect a rematch to happen. But yeah, man, I don't see the Grizzlies. And I forgot the Bucks. I think the Bucks can obviously win it. I didn't I didn't say the Bucks, but yeah, I think the Bucks can win it. Yeah. But yeah, the Grizzlies, I, I don't see it. I, I think you don't you gonna start sweating when these playoffs start when that happens. I think you're gonna start sweating because they've see, been there before too. That's my they've been there before. They got a they young and they they got a little taste of the playoffs. So I'm like, okay, they they had like a teaspoon. They had like a teaspoon of the playoffs. So this year they're gonna get like a cup full of the playoffs. You know, they're gonna have like a tablespoon type thing. But if they were to win this year with as young as they are, it'd be it'd be an issue for years to come, you know? Like yeah. and I don't see the Grizzlies be the next dynasty of the NBA. That's the only reason why. They if they won this year, oh man, it'd be It'd be up from here because they still have, you know, so much more room to grow with these young guys on the contract. Yeah, no, nah, man, I don't see it. Jago, Jago make it fun, though. He is. He, he is. Like, we've seen him last year in the playoffs with 40-point games. Like, I, he, he's going to show up in the playoffs. But, like, I, I got to go. Does like, he have enough help is going to be the question. I think he do. Desmond Bain really showed up this year. Does he have enough singers in the group? Yeah. And then uh, they beat everybody. Your favorite team, they they beat your they beat your favorite team. Your favorite, your yeah. favorite for the finals, they beat them this year. It's the regular season though. You gotta take you 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 know how the regular season is, you know. And you know somebody, and they beat them every one though. It's oh yeah, like they, they, they can't play. I, see, I think Memphis took the regular season very serious this season. You, you know, got to because think about it. Like if we there's go back to the like history. Milwaukee. There's teams like Milwaukee and Brooklyn who took the regular season as long as we get there. You heard Giannis say. I don't even care what seed we get in the Eastern Conference. We're not even concerned about being the best team in the East no more. And I honestly think that could be the way to go. The Grizzlies could have put too much uh, energy in the play in the regular season push. We might be a little bit tired now from this playoff series coming. It's a whole new game. I I hear you. I hear you. And I even hear like the Milwaukee thing. Milwaukee, I think, is different because they they just came off a championship run. So like as long as they're top four seed, I yeah. give them a chance. But like typically when we think about like who wins the championship, they always a top four seed. And like I don't think you they always a good regular season team too. Like you can't just like turn it on and flick like snap your fingers and be a good team. Yeah. So I think like that consistency that Memphis built, that Phoenix built, those consistent like wins, even when their stars was out, that's gonna put them over the edge. Battle tested. Yeah. Battle tested. I like it. I like it. Well, D, you got some words for the people, man, before we get out of here today? Uh, yeah, always, bro. Um, this one has been like on my mind lately, and that's a uh, my word. My word of the day is just humility, and I think humility is like um, sometimes we think it's belittling ourselves or making us seem smaller. And I think you can be humble and confident at the same time. And what humility is, I mean, knowing yourself, yeah. knowing yourself, knowing you who you are as a human being, and like that means like when you get a raise at your job, you doing good things. Like God blesses you with gifts and abilities. Just knowing, like, okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I've been blessed, but like, it can be taken away at any time. At any time. So, like, be humble enough to know I'm still human. I'm a, a member of mankind. That 
I'm no different than that, the homeless man down the street, or I'm no different than the richest man I, like I've ever met. I'm I'm human and I got the capability to do anything. But like, so I, I that's like my that. biggest thing is just stay humble, stay confident in yourself as well. Cause like I ain't mean like don't talk your shit if you got you know saying be got cool to. yourself a little bit, cool yourself if you if you if you're doing something good. But like, also know that it can be taken at any time, and God has blessed you with with different things. Yeah, it's a fine line. You know, never get too high, never get too low. I like it. Mm. Like and there's it. no perfect balance with it. it nah. you know, it's like you it's got, like you want you you most teeter teeter. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yep, yep, it's life, man. Everybody, everybody teeter, especially right now. Everybody teetering, man. Well, hey, man, sit back and enjoy some basketball tonight, man. We got NBA playoffs finally here, man. We we excited for this, man. But that's anomaly episode four. We in the books, my guy. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, my dude. Always, man. Always. Anomaly, a podcast presented by Sports Time with my.